0: gentlemen i am the host of independent thought my name is desmond price no matter where you are in the world i want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts as always we have a great show for you today now here are our topics This is Desmond Price coming back to you here for another episode of Independent Thought. Now, I have taken a few days since my last episode to bring out some new content. I do apologize about that. I uh, just had some stuff come up in the world, just had to take care of it first, but I am back and planning on making sure to get a couple of these episodes out in a row now, as my original intention was to do this definitely more than once a week, more like two or three times a week our topic for today is medicare for all now this is a subject that is well within the scope of the current election so many people are addressing it and talking about it mostly you know bernie sanders and elizabeth warren have been at the forefront of this and other candidates on the democratic side have been kind of putting out ulterior plans uh whether it was Beto's plan before, which was like Medicare for America, or Pete Buttigieg, who was saying Medicare for all who want it, and now I think Andrew Yang kind of found himself on a similar place, along with Kamala Harris, when she was still in the race, and uh, Amy Klobuchar and Joe Biden have kind of stayed out of the fray, saying that they don't believe in it at all, saying that all they want to do is add a public option to the existing Obamacare. So no matter where you fell on that spectrum, the issue was all whether or not do we go with the progressive idea of Medicare for all or do we do something differently? And if you're a Republican, you think everyone on the Democratic side is crazy. And so this subject doesn't really matter to you as much because they don't like any form of the health care situation that we have going at all. But let's talk about Medicare for all, because as I have sat here through this primary process I have been astounded by, honestly, by Bernie Sanders' lack of ability to explain this the way it needs to be explained. Because while I understand where he's coming from, I feel as though he's not doing a good enough job explaining exactly what this is, and he doesn't do a good enough job deflecting the attacks that come at him about this legislation because as he said he wrote the damn bill but when he's presented with challenges to this bill i feel as though he kind of just just reverts to his talking points instead of addressing them head on i feel like if he did honestly the people would be less confused about what exactly is medicare for all so as i sit here at home and i watch these different interviews with him or whether it's him on the debate stage being attacked by Medicare for All, I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, Bernie, there's a a better way to explain this. I wish you would just go into a little bit more detail here. And so since I now have a podcast, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. So today I'm going to tell you about what Medicare for All is to my knowledge from how well I understand it, what the objections are, and how I feel about those objections. So stick with me and I'll be right back to start talking about Medicare for All. All right, everyone, welcome back from our little mini break here. So let's just dive right into it. The very first objection that people have to Medicare for All is the one that I hear peddled across so many different sources, whether it's Joe Biden saying it, or if it's a surrogate on CNN saying it, or MSNBC, and I even hear this on Fox. And the attack that gets leveled over and over again is you're going to throw 180 million people off of their health care. So let's talk about that for a second, because let's talk about what that is first and foremost. That is just pure fear mongering. They say that sentence over and over again. You're going to throw 180 people off of healthcare. You're going to throw 180 million people off of healthcare. And they say it over and over and over again. It kind of reminds me of like season one of House of Cards where they kept just, you know, like going on TV and calling um, that one guy, you know, disorganized labor. And they felt like if they just said the exact same thing over and over again, they were going to create a narrative that had nothing to do with what was actually going on. So... They say that because they want people to think that they're going to lose their health insurance. When the truth of the matter is, is that you're not losing anything. You're getting off of your old health insurance because it's being replaced by other health insurance. At no point are you not being covered by health insurance. You're just losing one set of coverage and you're getting a new set of coverage. So this idea of being perpetuated, that you're going to throw 180 million people off of health care, and remember this next time that you hear this on TV, because you're going to hear it for the next eight months straight, I guarantee it, that when they say that, that is nothing more than just an idea they're trying to put into people's heads to get them afraid of this legislation, because they want you to think that you're losing health care. But you're not losing health care, it's just being replaced with different health cares who do not fall victim to that set of fear-mongering. Now, the thing about Medicare for All is that you're replacing the coverage that you have currently with coverage that's all-inclusive. Okay, So right now, when you go to the doctor and you have health insurance, your health insurance provider dictates what kind of coverage you can get and how much of it you can get okay? And they also dictate the prices that they're willing to pay. So when you show up and you're getting your care, in the meanwhile, there's usually a nurse assistant or someone in the billing department who's negotiating with that insurance company in real time in order to see what kind of money they can get from this insurance company. So the insurance company writes all the rules, basically, for your care. Now, With Medicare for All, all of that is gone because there is no middle person, okay? There's just the one entity, which is the federal government. They will act as the insurance company. So essentially, you won't have to worry about whether or not you're going to be able to get the care you need from this private business anymore. If the doctor says you need it, you will get the coverage. You will get whatever procedure you need. There's no more, well, the insurance company doesn't want to pay for it, so I guess you can't get this operation today. That's all gone. If a doctor says you need the procedure, then you'll get the procedure. The end. That's really all it is. You know, the problem right now that the health insurance industry is basically trying to maximize profit, which they make plenty of profit, but they try to maximize profit by trying to limit what people can get. And so when people get quote-unquote, better insurance, which allows them to have more things done. They think they're in a really good position, but really, they're just dealing with a company that's being a little less greedy than another company. All of that can go out the window with Medicare for All. So when you hear exactly, you know, all these people talking on TV about like, oh, well, unions won't want this because they fought for great health insurance, so on and so forth, it's like people want the best type of insurance? And when you're sitting here telling somebody that they can have any procedure they need to have done, as long as a doctor recommends it, why wouldn't you want that type of health insurance? The answer is simple. As Bernie always says, which I wish he would dive into this a little bit more when he does talk about it, is that the health insurance industry and the drug companies make hundreds of billions of dollars in profit. Now, if you had hundreds of billions of dollars and you had some friends in the media and it was totally legal to pay your friends to say things on TV that would make sure that you can continue to make hundreds of billions of dollars, would you not do that? Am I just crazy to think that that's just not an obvious thing that you would do? I know I would do it if I was in that position. So when I hear things like this, this is honestly nothing more than the extension of these companies trying to spread disinformation out into the world to get people to be scared of Medicare for all because they don't want to lose their billions of dollars in annual profit. And honestly, I understand their fear. They've been making a tremendous amount of money off of this racket for a long time, and they're afraid that somebody legitimately wants to challenge them, and they should be, because people are finally waking up to the idea that we've been gutted for so long for a system that's been taking advantage of the fact that we don't understand exactly what's going on with our healthcare. So let's go on to the next topic, which is that doctors and hospitals won't accept it. Another form of, you know, fear-mongering, in my opinion. But they keep saying that doctors won't accept these Medicare costs. Hospitals won't accept these Medicare costs. They can't operate on the Medicare prices. So the current system is set up, so as we were talking about before, where the insurance company essentially dictates how much money everything is worth. So doctors and hospitals are used to being paid a certain amount. But as you know, with any market, these things you know, can fluctuate just depending on where the market standard is set. So essentially, prices can go up and they can go down whenever people essentially feel like it. It's a cause and effect kind of a thing. So as of right now, the doctors and hospitals are used to being paid a certain amount by the insurance companies because that's just how things have gone for the longest time. But there are plenty of doctors and hospitals that operate off of Medicare What they're really trying to say to you is they don't want to accept less money. It's not that they can't. They just don't want to accept less money because it is true. Under Medicare, they would be paid less. Doctors would be paid less money. Hospitals would be paid less money. It's not that they can't operate under less money. They just don't want to accept less money. Now, some politicians have come out and said that doctors just won't accept it and that hospitals would have to shut down. And I'm here to tell you that they're lying. Because at the end of the day, what other choice do they have? Okay? We sit here and we require teachers and schools to accept the bare bones minimum of $30,000 a year, just which are straight poverty wages. And we ask them to chip in their own money to make sure that kids can go to school and this, that, and the other and we're completely fine with that. And Republicans will argue against giving these people raises. At the same time, we're trying to sit here and tell you that doctors just under no circumstances just cannot operate with less money than they have currently. It's a sham. Okay? At the end of the day, they need to be in business because that's how they make money. Doctors, at the end of the day, you know, they're not they're not all altruistic people. They are there to make a living. And if they don't accept Medicare, then they don't have a job because when you have Medicare for All as a system in your country, there is no other provider of funds. So if you decide that you don't want to take Medicare, then you have to leave the country to keep being a doctor. They don't really have a choice in the matter. So this idea that they won't accept it is kind of a ridiculous claim because if they don't accept Medicare, then they just have to leave America. Not really a great idea for them i would think so the real final thing here is that when you hear people say that they don't want to accept medicare or they that they won't accept medicare they won't they just don't want to now the third thing that's being leveled against medicare for all is the proposed cost they say the cost is too high you hear joe biden saying this a lot he says bernie's plan will cost 32 trillion dollars over the course of the next 10 years do you know how much money that is? Well, let's talk about that. Because I don't think he's lying about that. I don't. Th- I think the cost would be $32 trillion over the next 10 years. All the studies that we are saying right now are coming out and saying something similar. There are some fluctuations. Some think it might be a little bit more. Some people think it might be a little bit less. But everyone thinks it'll cost in a similar fashion to that figure. That's a lot of money. There's no getting around that. But let's talk about the entire picture. What is the cost of the current system? Anyone have that figure? I happen to have seen a study on it, which is all you can base all this off of because when they say that $32 trillion is the cost of Medicare for all, that's a study. So all we have right now are studies. So let's operate off studies. The study of the current system, since we already have it in place and we know what it's costing currently, We know that the cost going forward for the current system would be around $50 trillion. So it would be more. It would be more money. But they are banking on the fact that you won't go do your own research. Which is a fair thing to assess, because most people won't go do their own research. As I spoke about in a previous episode, most people don't even like talking about politics at all. It's just not something that people regularly do. And so they'll hear something being said and they'll just accept it and run with it. But the fact of the matter is that the system as it currently stands is already going to be more expensive than Medicare for All. So let's talk about the fact that Medicare for All, let's talk about what exactly is being proposed here. How is it going to cost people money? So Bernie says that the system would be set up so that you would pay more in payroll taxes, so it'd come out of your check, the same way that Social Security does, or that you know, like income tax does. It'll come out of your check as an increased income tax. But the counter is is that when you have Medicare for all, you don't have to pay any deductible, you don't have to pay any co payments. There's no premiums. So his example that he gave was that depending on where you are in the tax bracket, some people aren't going to have to pay a tax at all. Others will have to pay a tax. However, when you compare it to what they're currently paying, it will be a net negative. So his example that he was giving was that if you're right now a family who pays essentially $12,000 a year in health care costs, and that's before you actually even go to the doctor. So he says when you factor in your premiums, you're paying $12,000 a year just in premiums. Now, if you decide to use your insurance, you still have to deal with a deductible that's at like 3000 then you have your co-pays and your co-insurance, and your healthcare costs for a year can be over like, you know, upwards of $20,000 a year. Bernie's plan is saying that your payroll tax would be somewhere in the area of about $8,000 a year. So it's already $4,000 less than your 12,000 standard. And then after that, you have no deductible, no co-payments, no co-insurance, none of that. So as a net negative, Medicare for All already comes in as saving you money. So if anything, it's actually less taxes you're gonna be paying. So when the media comes out and says that you're going to be raising people's taxes for this, in all honesty, it's actually kind of mis, you know, another form of misinformation because in a way, you're going to be paying less in taxes for Medicare for all. So there are more misconceptions about Medicare for all that I'm going to go into and as well as my skepticisms about Medicare for all. Yes, you'd be surprised after all the things I just said about it that I actually have some kind of unfamiliarities with it and just a little like skepticism about it, but I'll tell you all about that after this break.
1: Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode, Bathing Beauties Beads is a full service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at BathingBeautiesBeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order.
0: everyone welcome back from break thank you for sticking with me i'm gonna just keep rolling right along here and finishing up this conversation about medicare for all the fourth thing that people talk about when they talk about medicare for all is that people just don't like socialism so what exactly is socialism and why does everyone keep talking about how much they hate it well most people are trying to drive on the fears of what everyone was afraid of after World War II. Germany was a socialistic state, and an even higher form of socialism being communism, you know, please Google those differences, was held by the USSR, the Soviet Union. And so there's always just been a idea floating around this country from from decades ago that socialism is just this terrible thing that just can never be a part of this country. Capitalism is the way to go. We cannot have any remnants of socialism in our government ever. However, we already have socialism in so many forms of our government, okay? The police is an element of socialism. The public school system is an element of socialism. The snow plows are an element of socialism. The fact that you have roads is an element of socialism. Mailmen are an element of socialism. And everyone's favorite, the military, is an element of socialism. To sit here and say that socialism doesn't belong in our government is just an asinine way of saying that you don't like this particular Idea because we already have socialism in our government. Our country is a conglomerate of socialistic and capitalistic entities, and adding socialized medicine into our country is not going to change that. It's not. Okay? Whether we have socialized medicine or not, we are still a mixture of socialist and capitalist ideas. We have been for a long time. We will continue to be after this debate's over one way or the other. That's not going to change. So this idea that we just cannot have more socialism is just, what is it? Another form of fear mongering. Yes. More fear tactics to get you afraid of something that's going to cost a lot of people a lot of money. Okay? Okay. So, let's get off the socialism idea for right now. Because what people, you know, really need to understand is when you're being taxed for something, which everyone does not like taxes. We can do, we can just get past that, okay? We all know that taxes are not something that people really like. The question is, are they useful? I think most sensible people just really just want to know that. If you're be if you're going to go ahead and tax me, Is it worth it to me? Am I actually getting something of value? Okay. Because when we see so much money being taken out of our checks and we're asking ourselves, where is this money going? We just want to know that it's being put to a good use. And if you're asking me right now, would I be okay with having some money being taken out of my check so that I'll pay less money overall in healthcare costs? The answer for me is yes. It really is. So the next thing that people level across this is people don't like change. And once again, I feel like this ties into the very last thing that I was just talking about. You know, they say that people don't want to change. They like the healthcare that they have. They don't want to change to something new. No one likes useless change. Okay. No one likes to go to a place and everything's different because they liked the way that things were before because the way things were before were useful to them. But the question is, if I have to change for something else and what I'm getting is going to be an overall net benefit to my life, then I'm okay with that change. It might be a little uncomfortable for a minute, but if you're telling me a year from now things are going to be better than they are currently, then who wouldn't want that? We are a society predicated on improvement and we have a system here that is Essentially promising improvement, and we're rejecting it because we don't want to take the time to improve? Sounds like another BS talking point to me. So let's not spend too much time on it. Because the next question really just comes down to this What is Medicare for All, and why should you care? Medicare for All is a policy being proposed by several progressives on the Democratic side who want to essentially replace the current Obamacare system, which forces everyone to have health insurance with a system that will be more affordable and all-inclusive. So as of right now, Medicare for All is being set up so that it actually, you know, like takes away all of the premiums, all the deductibles, all of the co-payments, As well as Bernie continuously talks about the fact that it also provides for, you know, like eyeglasses for seniors, hearing aids, and it provides dental care for everyone. Now, I could make a whole separate episode about this, to be honest with you, because I feel like the dental insurance industry is an absolute joke, but I'm not going to get too far down that rabbit hole. So the idea that they've also added dental insurance into this is something that I feel as though is a really powerful and really underrated part of this legislation that I feel like should be touched on a lot more. I spoke with a dentist recently who lives where I live out in Montana, and he believes the dental in- insurance industry is a joke. And if someone were to take the time to fix it, it would actually be better for his business. Because as of right now, he feels like he can't get enough clientele into his office because of how the system currently is set up. And that comes from a business owner, a dentist himself. However, like I said, won't get too far down that rabbit hole. Why should you care about Medicare for all? As of right now, with the system being set up the current way that it is, it is essentially a tax The government is forcing people to have health insurance. And if you don't have health insurance, you have to pay a penalty. Okay. So at the end of the day, that is a roundabout way of being taxed. It's tax. You have to pay it. There's no way of avoiding it. Literally, you have to have it unless you have some kind of like religious exemption. Okay. So the question is, do you want to pay less in taxes for a better coverage I think most people would say yes. That's really what this breaks down to. That is the summary of this entire conversation. You're paying less in taxes for more inclusive coverage. That's what Medicare for all is. Now, for those of you out there who might, you know, be thinking to yourself that you're just not entirely sure, just ask yourself this. What exactly do you have to lose? I mean, if someone's promising you that you're going to pay less money and you're going to have better coverage and you don't have to deal with things like medical debt anymore or medical bankruptcy or your credit score being affected by medical bills you can't pay or just acquiring someone else's medical debt when you get married to them, it just sounds like someone actually came along and actually wants to provide a better solution to the rest of us going forward. And we should all be really happy about that. However, this is the part of the program where I tell you about my skepticisms because it can't all be peachy. And even though I've laid out this idea that Medicare for All is a great program, I do have my skepticisms about it. And I don't know if they're right or if they're wrong, but I tell you that I am not 100% thinking that this plan is foolproof because nothing in life really ever is. So let me tell you what I feel as though are some drawbacks to Medicare for All. As of right now, the reason why I've been so upset listening to this debate online or or on TV is not because I feel like Medicare for All is this perfect plan, but I just feel like people are attacking it in disgusting ways, which is why I felt the need to come out and talk about this today. Medicare for All, I feel like is not some plan that's going to throw people off their health insurance or that is deceptive in any way about what it's going to pay for, what it's not going to pay for, or that's going to put hospitals out of business and so on and so forth. I don't think any of that's true. However, I do feel as though Medicare for All is a giant system. And the question really becomes is, is the government going to be able to handle this? Now, proponents of Medicare for All will tell you that you know, this idea of socialized medicine is done in other countries. It's done in the UK. It's done in several nations over in Europe. It's done in some nations in, in, uh, in Asia. And that Bernie himself will say that, you know, like most of the developed nations in the world have some form of socialized medicine. And that's true. The question is, do we trust the American government to handle a system of this size? I don't know that I do. I mean, the la- when's the last time you've been to a place like the DMV? Do you really feel like you're being taken care of that well there? Are we constantly not hearing about problems with the VA? And about all of the backlog going on there and veterans not being able to get the care they need and not being able to get it adequately or quickly enough? It's not so much that I don't feel like Medicare for all isn't a good idea, but I feel as though when you're putting it in the hands of the American government, we're not always the best about dealing with programs that are supposed to benefit people. Programs like welfare and SNAP and so on and so forth of that nature, they're all kind of a mess in America. And one can make the argument that they're not getting the funding that they need or the care that they need. And that may be true. But it doesn't change the fact that they're not a mess right now. And with something as important as healthcare. Something as broad as healthcare, and the fact that we have like 325 million people in America. I do not know if Medicare for All can handle that. I don't know if the American government can handle that giant of a workload. It's not that it can't work in theory, I think, in theory, this is a really great proposal. The question is, can it be executed? I just don't know. I'm a little suspicious. Not because of the idea, but because of who would actually be implementing it. Would the federal government really be able to implement a plan on this level and be able to coordinate it with all of the hospitals and clinics around the country? Will everyone get the care that they need? Are people going to be having to ration care? How are they going to decide what kind of care you deserve and how much care you can get and how much care is too much? How do you deal with hypochondriacs? There's a lot of questions to be answered. There's a lot of things that we don't know yet. I'm not saying that this can't work. I'm the kind of person who I'm willing to try it out. I know that that sounds strange to something of this importance. You know, that you, you know, you shouldn't be treating it like, you know, like a a men like a dish on a menu. But I feel as though this is the kind of thing that, while I have my skepticisms about it, about its implementation, I think that. If it can work, I think it is worth the risk of trying to make it work because the pros definitely outweigh the cons here. So my personal opinion, if Medicare for all can be done correctly, I think it will be a vast improvement in our nation and I'm willing to try it out. And I hope that after you've heard this today, that you're willing to do your own research, And figure out exactly how you feel about it. Because this conversation is one that's not going to end after this primary is over or after this general election is over. Because if for some reason that Bernie gets into the White House, this will be a conversation that goes on for years. And if he doesn't get into the White House, this will still be a conversation that goes on for years. Because if Bernie doesn't make it into the White House, you know that AOC and people of her kind are going to pick up the torch and carry it forward into the future. So this conversation isn't going anywhere. It's best just to understand where it is right now and make up your own mind. So one thing is for sure. Definitely don't take everything that I said here today as absolute fact. Go research it for yourself and definitely look at more than one source because there's a lot of disinformation out there. The medical insurance industry makes hundreds of billions of dollars in profits and they have plenty of friends in the media so do not think for a second that you won't run into biased ads and biased articles because you will so definitely do your research and just try to understand what it is you're reading and do your best to make up your own mind because this is a conversation that we all need to be educated on that is our show for today i want to thank you all for checking out indie thought independent thought is brought to you by your host desmond price you can follow us on twitter at independent thought or at indie i-n-d-e thought so again thank you all for coming and hanging out with me for those of you who found me on itunes or on spotify please go ahead and subscribe to us give us a five star rating if you give us a four star rating i'm inclined to think you're a hater so don't hate thank you so much and i hope to see you all next time